You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff. Today, I'll be your host to this dangerous world of crime and sin, this world of adultery, of violence, and strange beauty. With me on this journey into the criminal underworld... Okay, I don't think I can keep this up. Our guest today is Prop. Prop, how are you doing? I was preparing my uh, my voice for this. Oh, oh, all right, all right, we'll keep going. <laughs> Top of the morning, fair maiden. How's that? Is is great. We both definitely deserve uh, to be in entertainment. Yes. Give them the old what for? Ah, <laughs> sword canes for everyone. What is happening? Yes. I'm not sure. That voice is Already Sophie, our rails. producer, who tries yeah. to keep us on track. Hi, Sophie. How are you doing? Smart, 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 Sophie. In a world. No. Okay. <laughs> in a world. Yes. Uh, in a world. Let's where Sophie, go, Sophie is the producer. In a world. Where two Sophies can never exist. <gasps> I, uh, yeah, yeah, they can't because apparently you get, you know, made, made, made roasted in your seventh grade science class. <laughs> yes. <It's> fucked up. <laughs> I bet you are doing better than. I did, in fact, looked up the other person and they, they are doing just fine. <laughs> so okay. that is what's upsetting. Oh, <laughs> Not I that see. I wish them uh, ill will, but I was like, you know what? That doesn't sound like that bad of a career. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at my fourth grade bully, and uh, he's a Christian real estate agent in Oklahoma. I, you know what? You I won. Right. What you, you fucking yeah, I think won. I won that one. Yeah. What Literally. do you do with that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this actually, uh, we'll talk about what to do with real estate agents in a short moment on this episode. So, this week we're talking about crime. Sophie, prop. Have you ever committed a crime? I haven't. But have you all ever oh, committed of actionable course, no crimes? No crimes, no crimes, none. Of course not, never. What are you talking about? Yeah, no. Never. No No one uh, commits crimes. And we don't live in a world in which everyone commits crimes and only certain people are um, uh, convicted of that. that. That wouldn't happen. Speed limits are something that everyone obeys. Anyway, today we are talking about Sophie Lyons, the queen of the underworld in 19th century America. Probably the least role model of anyone we've had on the show, but... She makes it to be older than most of our subjects. So actually, okay. there's something to this. Where we last left her, she'd just gotten out of prison, uh, but her husband was still in prison. At this point, I think she didn't really mind. All of her kids are off at boarding school, which also I think she didn't mind, and she just moved not. to Detroit. And she is, she's not done with walking into fancy department stores and walking out with whatever she wants. She'll keep, her, she'll keep that up for decades longer. Okay. But she sets her sights higher at this point, too. And you know what's a good fun time, Prop? What's a good fun time? Blackmail. Oh. <laughs> okay. She sets up this really Tell solid more. con. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have here pictures. No, I can't make that joke. Okay. So, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um, so she sets up this really solid con, albeit one of questionable ethics. I guess most cons of are questionable Wait, ethics. Wait, aren't they all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She sets herself up like she's a fancy actress in Cincinnati for a few weeks, and she pays for a hotel room in cash, plus a bunch of fancy dresses in cash. 
She calls fancy rich asshole men and she lures them over to the hotel room. Uh, it's possible she does this under some pretense, like calling a real estate agent and saying, hey, I've got some deeds for you to come up to my hotel room to look at at night. It's also possible she just was like, hey, you want to fuck? I was like, yeah, come on, fam. Like, yeah, yeah. deeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've got we've got two accounts of everything. We've got Sophie's autobiography, which is a lie. And okay. then we have historians who uh, at least seem to trust everything that the police and her victims say, which are yeah, also slightly lies. less lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like like 80 percent lie is Sophie. And then like the victims is like 60 percent lie. Yeah, because the victims, they say things in court like I thought I was just going to come over late at night to this rich actress's hotel to look at deeds in her pants. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, because she wasn't I don't think she was subtle in her seduction method. No. So she gets she gets, she'll get some guy up to the hotel room, gets him naked and then throws all of his clothes out the window. Yes. Which it turns out to be a bad move later in court. But Dang. And then it's like, look, give me $1,000 or I'm telling everyone. And either telling everyone you tried to assault me or that you tried to fuck me and you're like married and shit, right? And it depends on the mark, basically, which would hurt his reputation yeah. more. The con, because all good old-timey cons have names. This con is called the badger game, which apparently comes from an old-timey word badger, which is for a sex worker who robs her clients. Wow. N normally, the con is you set it up with some guy where it looks like you're about to fuck or like you're, you know, you, you start yeah. getting ready to fuck some dude and then your fake husband or boyfriend or possibly your real husband or boyfriend, whatever, storms in. They're suddenly back yeah. from the office or some out of town trip and they're like, what? How dare you give me some money? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she is a self-made woman and she doesn't need a male accomplice. She can do regular blackmail all on her own. I will tell you this. Uh, I have a teenage child who mm -hmm. I speak very we our our agreement is I will always keep it a, a whole century I'm gonna keep it 100 with you mm -hmm. right and we're definitely at the like look I'm gonna tell you right now no one makes good decisions when <laughs> thinking with their genitals yeah like, you're just not a hundred percent of the time yeah. You are going to make the wrong decision. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm telling you, baby, decide who you are right now while yeah. all the blood flow is going to your brain yeah. and not your genitals. Because yeah. I swear to, let daddy tell you the truth <laughs> from, from personal experience. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. exactly. I was like, I know, I know how weird this sounds, but I will be not be doing my duty yeah. as as your parent, yeah. Without keeping it real with you, you gonna make bad decisions. You will, in the heat of the moment, a hundred percent of the time, yeah. You are going to make the wrong decision, and I just feel like here's another example. It's just like, look, yeah. These, these, you you think it with your pants, fam, and you gonna yeah. make a bad decision, and then and your pants now go it's about out the to window. cost you. Yep. And now your pants is out the window and it's going to cost you thousands of dollars or yep. you just going to have to eat it and be like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, she got me. Yeah. Which yeah. is what almost everyone does. Everyone is like, well, she got me. Yeah. Right. And because she runs this con for decades, uh, the men are generally too embarrassed to go to the police. She carefully yeah. picks men with good names and something to lose. But one real estate asshole I mean, I don't know, whatever. I'm just calling him an asshole because he fucking probably, most real estate people that I, in my head are like the gentrifiers and shit, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe he's a perfectly reasonable fellow. I don't know. He goes to the cops, claims that she drew a gun on him and forced him to strip, which she might've done. I don't, I don't. Probably true. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't trust anyone who was present to tell the truth about this, but I don't know. Yeah. In court later, one guy who works at the nearby store is like, yeah, every night I saw pants flying out the window. <laughs> he would like, he I don't would know, go, dude, I saw it all the time. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Hilarious. And, he, and people were like, why didn't you say anything? Because he would take the coats and stuff and bring them to the hotel front desk. And he was like, I didn't say anything because I didn't, it was like not my fucking business. I don't want to get it's involved. It's none of my business. If yeah. you thought, look, man, if look, the stuff just going out the window, I figured it belonged to somebody. Yeah. I just brought it to the people. But 
Look, ain't none of what why it went out is none of my business. I yeah. am in the story. I'm the clerk. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm totally. Like, this belongs to somebody. I ain't asked no questions. Yeah. I just figured somebody gonna need their clothes. So. Yeah, maybe check the pockets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. There wasn't no ID in it. Wasn't no wallets in it. It was just yeah out the you know and just be making my making my money. Yeah, yeah. They just fly out the way. Listen, the <laughs> money fall out the sky. Yeah, what are you going to do, honestly, not take the money? One of them not take it. Did I, I even asked. I said, hey, is this anybody's pants? Yeah. Then nobody answered. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I wonder if he just started selling the coats, you know? like Immediately. The dude walks in. I'm selling it next door. Dude walks <laughs> yeah, in. He's totally. like, hey, that's my coat. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I yeah. found it on the street. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. Take that up with someone else. Not my problem. Yeah. So... So she's on trial, right? And so she does what she uh-huh. always does. They give her bail. And they said it pretty high, you know, $500. A lot of money back then, right? Mm-hmm. So she pays the bail and she skips town because she did it under a fucking different name. And she makes a pretty major profit even with the $500 bail because that's half a night's work. Goes on to the next town. And uh, at one point she updates her method. I don't know if this is after the pants out the window thing came up in court. And she locks all the clothes in a trunk and says, give me money or I'm going to keep all your clothes. Yeah, it has to be because of the court. Yeah. Every time she's caught. Oh, yeah. 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 Every time she's caught, she pays post bail and fucks off. Different name every time. Mm -hmm. And one time she got arrested and extradited under her real name. People are like starting to kind of figure out who this lady is. (laughs) But she sticks to her story so well that it ends in a hung jury. Wow. And also she hires the best fucking lawyers in the country. You got all kind of money. Yeah. And her mental health is starting to come apart at this point. It's also possible that her mental health was never very good. Everyone loves doing the like, was this person bipolar? Did they have a personality disorder or whatever the fuck? I don't know. She also had a fucking crazy ass life. Like, I don't know what the fuck. But she she starts shoplifting more and more brazenly in both, I think, Detroit and Boston. The cops who arrest her are like, I don't get it. She did not disguise the fact that she was stealing, like right in front of me. Like, she would just, like, walk in. She's so used to getting away with shit that she's, like, walks yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes you get so used to getting away with stuff, you just get yeah. lazy. It yeah. just works. Yeah. In jail, at one of these points, she tries to hang herself, but it's also possible that she didn't really try and hang herself. It was all just part of her plan to, like, feign desperation and plead for the mercy of the court. This is yeah. This is around the time that she's like, I'm addicted to morphine, and the cops are like, no, you're not. You were in the cell all night and you had no signs of withdrawal. And she's like, I'm just a poor single mother addicted to morphine. Please have mercy on me, the court. I, I, they're like, there's there's literally no evidence in your body. Or, or Yeah, yeah exactly. you don't, you've, you've never taken morphine. Like if we can see it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and at this point, Sophie's past starts catching up with her. Okay. Specifically, first one of her kids that she'd shipped off to boarding school He runs away from boarding school and he comes home and he's like getting involved in all this crime. And then she tries to get him arrested and sent to the house of refuge. And I can't figure out her motive here. The best I can understand, it was this like desperate, I'm convinced that the juvenile facility might set you straight. I'm not sure. But she takes her own fucking kid being like, he's a terrible criminal. And the kid in court is like, no, my mom's a fucking criminal. This is Sophie Lyons. She's a criminal. Like, it was not a good move. No. And then her husband, Ned, gets out of jail. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He pretty immediately gets into a gunfight with the guy she was probably fucking, whose name is Brock. When in doubt. Red flag. Yeah, no. Yeah, you not not smashing nobody named Brock. And also, if you are, like, if your wife is smashing someone named Brock... It's hard to fuck with someone named Brock. It's a little bit sketchy. Ned starts the gunfight. Brock won the gunfight. Ned shows up, pulls a gun, pulls the trigger, but in the struggle, the hammer gets caught in the clothing and doesn't fucking connect. No. Brock shoots Ned twice in the chest. Uh Uh-huh. Ned survives. Sophie, at this point, she's like, I'm done with you. I'm fucking done. I'm leaving. She doesn't leave him for Brock. She just sits out on her own again because that's the way she likes it. Mm -hmm. Shortly after Sophie left him, Ned gets another two bullets, this time from a security guard as he's trying to blow up a bank vault. And he gets one in the gut and one in the neck. 
and he still fucking survives. Dude, what's wrong? Okay. Okay. I was going to ask, like, I don't understand what it is about this time where you could just survive gunshots. Four right. fucking times. Dog. Fucking three in the torso. Go ahead. I do got a homie who took nine, you know, out in the city. And Fuck. like, yeah. And I'm like, dog, you took nine. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, well, no, I mean, like, but what do you do right after that? Like, I feel, yeah. I feel like if I get shot nine, nine times, I'm probably done. Like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, what? I'm probably dead if someone shoots me nine up. times. Like, but either I'm way, like, yeah, I don't want to live through that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if I do I survive, Sophie, yeah. yeah, I love Sophie's giggle because she could picture this person right without. I, I know, like, oh, I no like, I know this person. She's like, oh, no, tell you, like, just, just street dude, like, oh, yeah. no, tell you, I took nine. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm like, like I went to high school with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, right. yeah. I know well, I'm guy. glad he fucking survived. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so did the guy from my high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> oh no, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Ned fucking gets out. He pleads guilty on some other for the bank robbery. He gets three years and he fucking serves it. And Brock, for his part, smartest man in this entire episode. Brock is like, I had a good run of this crime shit, but you know what? This is going to get me fucking killed. Yeah, I'm going to get out. And he becomes a horse trainer in Vermont. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love and hate Brock so much. Yeah. Yeah. Brock got in and Brock did it right. He got in and got out. Yep. Yep. He, he lived the high life. He robbed some banks. He got in a gunfight. He won the gunfight. And then he fucking he hung out He escaped a murder charge because yeah. the guy survived. So yeah. you escaped a murder charge. Yeah. yeah. Now he's like, man, it's too close. I'm, yeah. I'm going to mess with these horses. Horses don't shoot back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sophie goes back to her old games, uh, running podcasts. No different Sophie. Um, oh. Yeah. Honestly, it seems like she's getting even more unhinged. At some point during all of this, she shoots at a bank manager because he stops paying her hush money. Like someone that she's blackmailed, like just stops paying her. So she like shows up at his office and like, and she doesn't shoot people she shoots near people and that's like it seems to be her whole thing because she shoots at a lot of people but she always uh-huh. misses and i think it's a it's a like fuck you thing not a, i'm gonna kill you thing yeah another guy who stops paying her hush money she smashes up his furniture and all of his fancy art with an axe in front of him and another guy threatens her with a gun for honestly understandable reasons she gets it away from him and shoots next to his head. She takes his gun away and just like puts it next to his head and fucking pulls the trigger. And every single time she gets put on trial, she gets found not guilty. She spends multiple fortunes on her lawyers throughout her life. Wow. Just she makes a fortune stealing a bunch of shit. She turns around and gives it to her lawyer. <laughs> mm. And at this point, She's, she's mostly working out of Detroit. She goes and she shoplifts because it's fun and she picks pockets and she blackmails people. But I don't know exactly what she was up to, but I think she's the next marm. She's the, she's the okay. node in a nationwide web of crime. Stolen okay. goods, connecting people, probably fencing. Um, and th- this is what she's doing. She like buys a house in Detroit and starts doing uh, stationary crime mostly. And she makes the mistake of renting out a room in her house for cheap as hell to a down-and-out woman who needs the favor. That woman, her name is Teresa Lewis. She's like, I think I'll become a snitch. No. So she starts collecting evidence, basically to sell to the cops, because everyone's corrupt. No. All yeah, the way yeah, through, was, right? Um, yeah. The cop who she's selling the evidence to also takes bribes regularly from all the other criminals in town, you know? Yeah, of course. And so Sophie is like, she's, she's smart. She figures out this lady's a snitch. She's like, I got to deal with that. So she kicks Teresa out of the house. Then she plants all these like, f- like fur and diamonds and shit into Teresa's trunk at the new house. I think she like bribes the landlord and be like, hey, let me in. And then she goes to the cop and says, my ex-tenant stole a ton of jewelry from me. So the cops raid the fucking Teresa's house. They find all the stolen jewelry that, of course, was <laughs> that Sophie had stolen. Yeah, of course. Brilliant. And, and the snitch goes on trial. And the chief of police is like kind of trying to defend the snitch, uh, uh-huh. Teresa. But in the process, he gets all of his history of like taking bribes and shit gets dragged out and put into the light. <laughs> yep. And so the chief of police has to resign. Oh, my God. See, snitching is never worth it. Yeah. And it, 
it was this crazy gamble on Sophie's part, right? Because the defense's oh, course, case, yeah. the defense's case is no, Sophie Lyons is a professional criminal, yeah. which is a there is a strong case to be made that this professional criminal is a professional criminal. Yes. <laughs> and so a lot of evidence gets dragged out in front of court. All of the evidence that Teresa had been collecting this whole time. But in the end, Teresa is found innocent. The cop goes down. Sophie now has an enemy for life, but Sophie isn't put up on, char- on charges. So it's kind of a draw. It's also good to note that like uh, police very rarely solve crimes. There's yeah. snitches. Like yeah. somebody tells. Yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how she works. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So there's one more crime character that I want to throw in just because he's an interesting character. And he was Sophie's alibi. It was like, no, no, I wasn't robbing stuff. I was hanging out with my friend. My friend, John Larney, who is better known by his crime name, Molly Matches. Woo! <laughs> because hard when he was a kid at a pickpocket, he dressed up as a girl who was selling matchsticks on the street in order Molly to Molly Matches. And he... Hard. Yeah. Have you ever heard of matchstick girls? Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do the listeners this, this yeah. small tangent. Like everything in the night, I just basically, I get really excited about including matchstick girls and also this weird crossdresser. So yes, like everything in the late 19th century, if poor people had a job, that job fucking sucked. Yes. Matchsticks, no exception. Worse than most things. Boys made the matches by dipping sticks into sulfur and then some other shit like phosphorus. And, they, and it was white phosphorus at first, which makes strike yeah. anywhere matches. Red phosphorus gets later discovered and it's how you get strike on box matches. Mm-hmm. Matches get called lucifers at the time because of the sulfur in them. Yep. A skilled worker who gets paid like fucking nothing, right? When I say skilled worker, mm-hmm. makes a million matches an hour. One of these kids. And I Damn. mean kids in a literal sense. About a third of them yes. were kids. Uh, most of them were 14 to 18 or uh, the kids were mostly 14 to 18. There's a couple who are under 14. Uh And then the women and girls took over the rest, rest of the process, making matchsticks and passing them. And, but before we tell you more about matchsticks, unless our next ad is matchsticks, white phosphorus matchsticks, they may give fossey jaw and necrosis (laughs) to the person who made them, but you can strike them anywhere. Just like your grandfather used to. That's my ad for, Matches. strike you anywhere ah, <laughs> Dang. Uh-huh. prop do you have any uh we try to we try to have positive things on this show you know as our sponsors uh-huh. um is there anything unabashedly positive you would like to sophie to get as a sponsor for this podcast concept of potatoes being a perennial favorite uh i can't remember yours positive. for last time what was yours last time? man i don't remember uh yeah i don't know like uh really good djs you know, yeah. it's just, oh, yeah. it's always a good time. Yeah. A really good Sponsored DJ. Sponsored by really good DJs. Yeah. No mediocre yeah. DJs. Do not no. apply. Sophie no, is a the, good judge of Read DJs. the room DJs. Yeah. Read yeah. the room DJs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some DJs don't be reading the room. You know yeah. who's a good DJ? Our editor, Ian. You can hire Ian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's Ian's true. Ian's a good DJ. It is true. Oh, Ian, people can hire Ian. Ian. This has turned into a real ad. Ian and uh, Daniel are a DJ duo called Gladiator. You should hire them and give them lots of money. Mm-hmm. And you can also participate in the buying and selling of other goods. And ser- there's some ads coming up and here's where we'll break yeah. to them. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Me. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And we are back. And we're talking about the people who make matches for almost no reason, except the fact that I think is interesting because it's fucked up. Anyone yeah. working with white phosphorus could get something called Fossy Jaw. And Fossy Jaw, it starts as a toothache. Then you get like zombie gums with sores. Then parts of your jawbone start separating from the rest. And eventually your entire lower jaw necrosis necrotics away. And the bones Uh, that are dying glow green in the dark. Oh my God. It kills 20% of the people who get it. And you basically can't eat once you get it because your jaw has to be cut away. And... This is what lots of people had to do for almost no fucking money because it was the fucking 19th century. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just, I just knew matchstick girls because those were the ones that sold you matches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all I knew. I ain't know about all this other stuff. Well, that's the other part of it. Right. Um, But yeah, eventually red phosphorus, even though it had been around for decades, basically people were like, yeah, but it doesn't sell as well. So fuck it. It took until 1912 before like 80 years, 70 years after people discovered Fossy Jaw and people were dying of it yeah. before the U.S. passed any kind of workplace safety restrictions on white phosphorus. But yeah, the other matchstick girls are the young girls who sell matchsticks on the street. Basically, they're just beggars hanging out on the street, kind of like newsies yeah. in some ways. Yeah. That is the kind of matchstick girl that Molly Matchstick disguised himself when he was a kid. And he yeah. kept the name Molly Matchsticks as an adult with a beard and shit. So dope. Yeah. Because if you meet, in the 1920s, you meet a dude named Molly Matchstick, like, all of your, like, gender, like, you know, yeah. slang, sissy terms is like, yeah. nah, I'm still called Molly Matchstick, and I dare you to make fun of me. Yeah, exactly. Like, you like, nah, yeah. boo, like, this is an ass kicker. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to keep the name, you an yeah. ass kicker. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? This is exactly. the 20s. Yeah. And uh, later, when he's in prison... He, uh, he finds a hustle in the prison. He says, selling knickknacks made by the prisoners to the visitors of the prison. Like he sets up Love a it. booth basically near the entrance of the prison. He got a merch table at the <laughs> yeah. jail. Yeah. Yes. And he's like paying all the people who make canes and toothpicks, the things he sells. <laughs> so Love it. After this trial, I don't even remember, we're in the 1880s, I think at this point. Uh, you think I would have put more notes in here as the time goes on. Yeah. Sophie just keeps at it. And she's just constantly on fucking trial. That is my main takeaway from this story. One, save money for your lawyer. And two, yes. life of crime is fucking stressful. She gets put on trial once, three times for stealing the same watch that she stole from a rich person at a county fair. <laughs> like she steals one watch. She gets fucking convicted, served seven months, had her conviction overturned by her lawyers, gets tried again, convicted again, goes to prison. It's overturned again. She gets retried a third time and found non-guilty. Yeah, nah, this ain't worth the headache, dog. I know. And then immediately gets yeah. arrested for stealing other watches. And okay. when, when she gets out on bail that time, she finds the snitch, Teresa Lewis, in the street, attacks her, and goes to jail for assault. I was like, yeah, whoops her ass. And now, yeah. okay. Yeah. Got it. All of this fucking bankrupts her. And she gets, all of her kids get kicked out of Catholic school and sent to an orphanage. Later, Sophie goes around and kidnaps all the kids back from their foster homes. But at this point, she has fucking lost her way if she ever had a, a, a reasonable way. When, she's, when her 15-year-old daughter is at home, she, uh, she kicks her daughter out at gunpoint for not sweeping the floors correctly. What? Okay. Yeah, this yeah, is where you gone. start getting the, like, you know, yeah. interesting person, deeply flawed. Uh-huh. 
Two more of her kids die. Um, one is a six-year-old who dies of scarlet fever. And then her oldest child, George, was the only one who followed her in a life of crime. And he'd been uh-huh. in and out of facilities for leading a gang. And he dies of typhoid fever for a, like four years into a five-year stint. Hmm. And while he was in prison, because again, prison was even more fucked up. Well, not than now. Prison's still really fucked up. I mean, it's even more fucked yeah. up than like crime life. He'd been forced to carry 60 pound ladles of molten steel. And he's like a little guy. What? And if he spills any of the molten ladle on his foot, he gets sent to solitary confinement for like fucking up the merchandise. Also, he just spilled molten. Yeah, which is also a problem. on his foot. Yeah, which is already a, a thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Having not done that, I uh, am proud of, I intend to continue my current streak uh, almost 40 years of not spilling molten. Bro, I don't even like it when the oil pop when I'm frying fries. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. So he dies. She has like in the end, she has either seven, somewhere between seven to 10 kids. There's no real good records about this. And probably a considerable amount of STDs. Yeah, that is actually almost certainly true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And when her kid dies, she can't afford his burial and an old crime pal of her friend uh, pays for it. She's not having a fucking good time. It's 1886. I did write down the year in the script. I'm smart. And (laughs) she gets caught shoplifting a bolt of silk. She just keeps getting fucking caught at this point. She gets thrown in a city jail in Manhattan that still has the charming name The Tombs. There have been four jails in New York City with the name The Tombs, each inheriting the name from the previous one. And Charles Dickens wrote about The Tombs. Such indecent and disgusting dungeons as these cells would bring disgrace upon the most despotic empire in the world. Which one could argue is the U.S. anyway yeah. is the most despotic yes. empire in the world. So, arguably, and at this point, crime gets harder and harder in America, at least for career criminals. Her photo gets taken and it's hung up in the city's rogues gallery, which is basically like a most wanted kind of file. Yeah. A series of photos of all the most notorious crooks in the city, and for the stealing the silk, she gets six months. She once again never doesn't serve it because she knows people who knows people. And then she gets arrested again. And I just fucking, at this point, I just like lose count. There's just, yeah, she's just, I think she's been arrested uh, probably a thousand times in her fucking life or something. Cops in the U.S. get, they're now able to do fingerprinting. There's like photographs. She ends up in this encyclopedia of crooks that all the cops start passing around and it's printed small. So all the cops around America can have this like fucking book in their pocket of all the like 200 or so like most notorious criminals. Yeah. And so she can't just keep skipping bail and using fake names. And life's getting harder for her. The one upside, she saves up enough money to finally get divorced. Mm -hmm. And she's the queen of the underworld. This is her name at this point. So she hooks up with the king of the bank robbers, an Irish immigrant named Big Jim Brady. Let's go. (laughs) I love these fucking names. And this one is, is, yeah, yeah. And he's a big guy. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Irish, dog. Y'all yeah. missed the boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who paid for her kid's burial. And he had also been part of that Ocean's 4 plot where they cut a hole in the ceiling. I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. Like, what's up with her and bank robber guys? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, she she has a type. Yeah, actually. Oh, that's probably why she ditched her first husband right away. He was just a pickpocket. All of okay, three of yeah. her other husbands are bank robbers. They're all bank robbers. Yeah. Yeah. Big scores, not little scores. Yeah, exactly. One of Big Jim's best heists before he starts hooking up with Sophie, or before he marries Sophie, they probably hooked up before, is that he dresses up like a cop. He goes up to a bank and he says, we've heard there's going to be a bank robbery. So me and some other officers will come by tonight after you close and help you good find security guards catch those dastardly thieves. (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah. Well, by golly, Willikers, man, we better make sure. Well, thank you so much. These fine people that serve, you know, we back the blue. Thank you very yeah. much, sir. Yeah. You want, do you need the keys? Yeah. You want some coffee? I love it. So he shows up after, after close with two more fake cops. Of course. They jump the guards. They hog tie them. They break open the safes. They steal all the shit. And could you imagine the guards watching <laughs> yeah. this happen and yeah. the guards being like, what the f- guys, guys. What the, hey, wait, time out, time out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then they all turn to the one who agreed to this plan and are like, John, I can't believe you fucking did that. Yeah. Later, he doesn't get caught for that one. He gets caught stealing from some jewelry. He gets sent to prison. 
So he digs his way out of prison. Him and other co- this this show is an unofficial sponsor of this show is tunneling your way out of jail because everyone fucking does it in the 19th century. I love it. I love it. He he and some other convicts they dig through four feet of brick into an empty water wheel pit on the outside of the wall and and get out and are free. He gets arrested again a couple years later and he breaks out again. No record of how this time. So he gets to get arrested again and this time they shoot him while they're arresting him in the leg and send him to prison. Whereupon he um breaks out of prison again. Then he robs a bank by kidnapping the cashier's family, taking them all hostage because he's not actually a good person. He gets caught and he gets sent to prison. He gets 50 fucking lashes. What? Yeah. Oh, back when you can uh when yeah. you can beat people. Yeah. Him and all the people they catch, 50 fucking lashes. So, he waits until he's physically recovered from the flogging and he breaks out of prison again. And then he gets caught shoplifting. Again, he shoots the cop who fucking caught him, gets caught anyway, gets sent to prison, and this time, the fifth time is the charm. He spends 11 years in jail. 11 years. After that 11-year stint, he gets out and starts hooking up with Sophie. And they go off to Europe on this romantic trip to do crime together because they can no longer really effectively do crime in the U.S. because of how fucking famous they all are. Yeah. They get caught. It's very romantic. They get caught picking pockets in Paris. They rob a bank in London. The way they rob the bank is Sophie dresses up like a fancy lady who is too infirm to leave her carriage. So asks the cashier to come out and meet with her directly in her carriage. And while the cashier comes out, Big Jim runs in and just grabs everything he can. It's like the shit that's like in the fucking cashier drawer. Yeah. Darling, I am. I am much too famished. Yeah. Can you please come to my carriage? Yeah. Yes. Love it. They didn't last too long as a couple, as a, but they did get illegally married because her divorce hadn't been finalized. She get, gets pregnant. They break up before the kid is born. And back in the U.S., she now does this thing that I wish I could fucking find more information about. The Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 was passed, right? And basically, uh-huh. Chinese people are no longer allowed to immigrate to the U.S., yeah. So Sophie starts working with a Chinese gang in Chicago to help smuggle people across the border. And it gets presented okay. in a bunch of different ways. Like maybe it was humanitarian, maybe it was all for the money. The books I read never linger on the parts that I care about. Like I want to know more about the fucking interaction yeah. between the Chinese gangs in Chicago and then the like immigrant white criminal class that Sophie's part of. Yeah. But she does that for a while. Unfortunately, she's like good at it at first, but she's just too famous. And so she keeps getting recognized. Um, which fucks up the people that she's trying to help smuggle, you know? Uh-huh. So she starts scamming on a grand scale. She sets up a marriage bureau. If you send $5 to join the bureau, you'll get linked with a rich widow or an heiress or some shit like that. And it's uh, it's basically fake OkCupid. She hires yeah. young women. It's just catfishing. She hires young yeah. women to do the catfishing. They like sit around at typewriters in like, a fucking room full of typewriters. Writing back long letters to the people who send five dollars. Wow. And makes a fucking fortune. She just keeps making and losing fortunes. They yeah, like street lore is like that's part of the game. Like, and that's yeah. part of the uh the adrenaline rush is like making it, losing it, and making it back, you know? Yeah, totally. And that she basically at this point, 1894, she's like, I think I'm gonna go straight. I I gotta get out of this eventually. She's mm-hmm. nationally famous. Her trials always have huge audiences and newspapers are always writing sensationalist pieces about her. And she starts really liking the fame, right? And fame and crime are complicated. Of course. So she starts writing letters to newspapers about how she's reformed and how other criminals can reform. And she gets really big into prison reform. And she starts like going on speaking tours, talking about how bad this, the conditions in prison are. And this is actually the stuff that I like. I love all of her like crazy bank shit. Uh, like her uh-huh. robbery and stuff. But the stuff that yeah. she does, her like activist work after she retires is really interesting to me. And her main contribution to society at the time talking about crime is at the time, the main thing that people said was that crime is hereditary, right? You have bad blood, uh, which of course mm-hmm. never gets used racistly. Uh, no. And her whole thing is she's like, no, it is, it is learned. It is not hereditary. And she very consciously, she uses her kids as an example. She's like, I have, I raised a fuck ton of kids. Only one of them ended up a crook. 
Um, yeah. And, and that's her main thing. But she's so fucking famous as a criminal that now that she's gone straight, she still gets arrested everywhere she goes. <laughs> because... Hey, don't we owe... Hey, ain't we supposed to arrest you 10 years ago? <laughs> well, it's, it's that... But it's also like she walks into a gross, you know, a department store and people are like, oh, you're here to steal. And they arrest her. Yeah. And like, and if she goes like at one point, she like pops her head into a church and they arrest her because there's rich people in the church. You know, she just like can't be trusted near rich people shit. They'll just fucking arrest her. <laughs> if she goes to another town and gets a hotel room, they assume for good reason that she might be using yeah, it for a like, con. Like, yeah, we have this on a pretty solid evidence. Yeah, yeah. Probably going to do a crime. Yeah. Yeah. And even though at Hilarious. this point she's trying not to do crimes. Uh-huh. And she has a, she has a new boyfriend and Billy Burke. Um, God. Don't. Which is, he's in his fucking 50s. And like, oh, yeah. don't, don't name yourself Billy. If you want, unless you want to sound like a career criminal. And now I'm just being an asshole. Somewhere there's a 50-year-old Billy who's very nice. Yeah, you're supposed to go by William by now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least Bill. And you know who else will send you a Bill. These products and services could. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. The big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And we are back. And so Billy Burke, he gets the same treatment when he's trying to go straight. He shows up in Detroit. The cops arrest him and they parade him in front of every bank clerk in town. Like every bank clerk has to come by and see his face so they know what he looks like before they let him go. When this dude walk in. Yeah. It's on sight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't Call even. Us. Yeah. 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 The cops tell him, we will arrest you every time you are seen on the streets of Detroit. <laughs> and Billy's lawyer is like, that's unconstitutional. And the cops, you'll yeah. be shocked to know this prop. The cops don't care. Yeah, no. Um, They're like, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. They're, it's it's what now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand what you're saying. Anyway, listen, if I see you, what's up? Yeah. Just, just that, that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real hard to do regular crime. So they get into another kind of crime, the legal type of crime, real estate. They decide to become yeah. landlords. Here we go. But they okay. But they need capital in order to buy these buildings because although they've raised lots of money at various points, they keep blowing it. So one last heist, boys. They no, go and not they the spend one it. hat. Oh not yeah, not the one last heist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's a spree. They spend a year and a half in Europe, bumming around just on a fucking spree. They rob banks and people. They're having a grand old time. Very romantic. 
They come up with they come home with a hundred thousand dollars in loot, seven trunks full of stolen shit, which is several million dollars in in modern money. Yes. So they buy some houses and they start robbing people the legal way through becoming landlords, and then they they pop back over to Europe uh, for some crime time when they get bored, especially Billy. And the cops now are trying really hard to drive Billy out of Detroit. So they order him to leave. They're just like, you actually just have to leave. And he's like, that's not legal. So the cops tried to frame him up on prostitution charges and essentially like trafficking charges. And everything I've read, this is the yeah. only research, the only time that sex work is mentioned in any of the stuff I've read. Um, I don't know if they were involved in, in any kind of like sex work mm-hmm. stuff, but this was not true based on any, every, every account I can see. And so the frame doesn't stick. But he can't quit bank robbing. She's now, she's reformed, but her husband isn't. So he gets himself three and a half years in prison in Philly, and then he gets out, they get married, and then he gets arrested in Sweden. And as a landlord in Detroit, now she's really starting to piss people off because it was okay that a notorious criminal was in the neighborhood. People didn't love it, but it was okay. Yeah. But you know what would be a step too far for the good white citizens of Detroit prop? What would be a step too far? She leased one of her buildings to a black woman to use as a homeless shelter for black women and children. There it is. You now listen. (laughs) And so her neighbors fucking take her to court. And their argument is that this will ruin our property values if there's black people around. Ah, here we go. Once again, she springs for a good lawyer. And the McCoy Home for Colored Children opens in 1909. And apparently she delighted in pissing off her neighbors like after this wins, she basically goes yeah. over and is like, ha ha, fuck you. There's going to be black folks around and you just have to fucking deal with it. Um, <laughs> like just like, it's like pointing fingers at them and laughing. Yeah. Hey, look guys, it's black people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're here because of me. Yeah. I, I could have just robbed you. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> like it's so funny that because like she's the criminal. Her husband yeah. is the criminal. You know, she yeah, runs crazy. a criminal We're actual empire. criminals. Yeah. Yeah. We're actual criminals. I have yeah. probably smashed your husband. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've already smashed your husband. Yeah, I can't remember. But you mad did it. But yeah. I'll do it again. Or yes. maybe for the first time. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. He coming over tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Point is, you mad because it is. Yeah. That's funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm annoyed because I like, again, it's the stuff that I like wish... I could find more about in all of this history. And this is like, there's little moments where she does shit like that. Um, And to be fair, I mean, she's profiting off of leasing them the property, right? Like, of course, but she, still business. Yeah. But she absolutely like, it comes up several times later that she's like specifically like, no, we are not going to fucking discriminate against people based on the color of their skin or whatever. Like what the fuck is wrong Mm -hmm. with you people? In 1913, she writes a memoir. It has the title, The Amazing Adventures of Sophie Lyons, Queen of Burglars, or Why Crime Does Not Pay. And this gets shorthanded to the the hardcover book comes out with Why Crime Does Not Pay for the hardcover. Yeah. And they do this because it's the only way they can sell it, right? Of course. People are like, oh, so every single chapter of this book is like another one of her escapades. But then it'll be like, and then we robbed someone and got away with like a million dollars, but... One of the people who was running away like fell and broke his leg. So that's why crime doesn't pay. Yes. You know? And it's like, we broke out of Sing Sing prison, but it was really cold. Crime doesn't pay. <laughs> it I fucking rules. It. It's also all lies. I mean, it's, it's like 50% true or something. You know, she inserts herself into some crimes she wasn't there for. She, she like basically plagiarizes the, the book of criminals that she's in. She like plagiarizes her own entry, which is cool. That is a cool crime. Plagiarizing your wow. own fucking criminal record. Wow. Okay. That's all right. I love it. Yeah. And she didn't snitch in her book. She wrote the book and left three of her husbands out of it. The only husband she included was the one she hated. A real one to the end. Just a real one to the end. It's like, well, I mean, not, I mean, you got to have a code. Yeah. You got to live by a code. Like the code is you don't snitch. I'm just, you just don't snitch. Yeah. and, And, and to be clear, she writes this book, Crime Doesn't Pay, but crime absolutely paid for her, at least. Yeah, very well. She'd been a, a dirt poor immigrant, and now she was this upper class woman. Uh, she was not a respectable upper class woman. Everyone fucking hated her. But money sometimes will uh, smooth over such difficulties. What Jay-Z say? Ain't no such thing as an ugly billionaire. 
I'm cute. I'm cute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she basically now spends all of her time trying to help people get out of lives of crime. But I cannot tell if she's like being like, because crime is bad and no one should do crime. Or if she's like, hey, people need an exit plan, right? And she's fighting for reform. She's helping criminals get out of the game. She does not want her kids to follow her. She starts visiting prisons and talking about how a life of crime wasn't necessarily the best. And she, but she gives inmates spending money. She basically, like, as inmates are leaving, she just sits there and gives you money as you're leaving so that you can fucking do something with your life. And after her final husband died of a cerebral hemorrhage, she steps up her charity work and she starts funding holiday dinners for inmates in prisons. And she basically just like goes around to prisons and tries to make, me, make people's lives better. She, she tried to donate a vacant lot to a reform society called the Pathfinders Club of America to build a home for the quote, reclamation of children with criminal tendencies. I think like basically an actual or a nicer version of this house of reform idea is like a. Yeah. The one that's actually trying to reform. Yeah. Yeah. They turn her down. Because it turns out there's such a thing as an ugly billionaire. They're afraid oh. that her reputation will impact their own. Ah, no, well, it's because she's a millionaire. Is. You know? Oh, yeah. She's, she's um, a millionaires she hit, hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. The bag is not big enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can kind of be a uggo as a millionaire. Yeah. Because she's only, she's only donating the land. She can't actually afford to, like, build the whole building and run it. Right? Ugh. Ugh. The peasants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she uses any, she gets publicity all the time. She fucking loves the spotlight. And she uses to push a few things. One, the idea that crime is not hereditary. Two, that prisons are fucking awful. And three, that crooks should probably be less violent and only target the rich. Or to quote her directly, such stuff as robbing poor men in the streets and stripping homes of their meager possessions was too low and mean for the kind of criminals I knew and work with. And it's interesting, right, because we were talking earlier about how, like, there's this idea of, like, well, crime was classy in my day, but now it's other people doing it with, like, scare quotes around other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's talking about, well, basically, like, the Italian mafia. She's talking about, like, totally. prohibition era. She's talking about white-on-white white crime, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, he's, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that's actually, that's an interesting point, especially, like, her being, like, at that point, like, she's an OG. She's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, man, I'm from the old school. Like, we only, if we gonna crime, we gonna crime those that we deem, deem worth it. We not finna, like, you know, smash our own kind. Like, man, they just as poor as us. That's interesting yeah. that, like, her having that sort of OG status. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, that, it is a very different thing for someone with that much cred to be saying this shit versus just, like, yeah. some random person who's, like, idolizing whatever fucking bullshit. Yeah, she's like, nah, homie, I got... The, I got the stripes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm certified out here, and what I'm telling you is what y'all doing is trash. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Around this time, this is now the late 1910s. She's getting really old. She's in her 70s, I think, at this point. She gets conned herself. Someone claims to be a Hungarian nobleman who wants to make a movie about her life. If only she would front $600, she would get a share of the profits in a role in the film. But she's pretty vain. So she falls for it. Found the Achilles heel. Yeah. And it's a lie. And he gets away with it. Eventually, she actually gets robbed twice in her home. And another one of her sons died. He was cremated. And then in her 70s, she takes to walking around the house, holding the urn with her son's ashes. And she like sleeps with them cradled in her arms. So she's kind of having a rough end. Yeah. Her friends finally convince her to bury the ashes of her son. And then, 76 years old, having outlived most of her kids, probably all four of her husbands, she dies of natural causes, a cerebral hemorrhage like her last husband had died of. And only one of her seven or ten children and one of her grandchildren came to her funeral. Most of the well-wishers were fellow reform activists, and then a ton of, like, people who wanted to come to be like, oh, what's up? What's going on? This famous person died, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Inmates at a nearby jail had held a memorial service, though, and I feel like that would have meant a lot to her. Um, Yeah. And she was cremated and buried alongside the ashes of her son. She left most of her wealth, which totaled around $3.5 million in today's money, to the cause she loved most. The inmates at several prisons were to receive yearly gifts, and $1,000 was spent to buy a new piano for a nearby jail for the inmates, 
which I think is like a fuck off fancy piano, right? Like ten thousand. That's like I think wow. it's like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. A nice piano. Yeah. And most importantly, she wanted two of her properties to be converted into homes for children of inmates, quote, regardless of color, religion, or nationality, and have that whole hey. thing funded by a trust set up in her name. But she included a section in her will that was basically like, please don't litigate my will. And the kids litigated the will. Of course they did. They claimed that her mother, their mother was crazy. They won in their evidence for her mental instability was a copy of her autobiography. Like it's just like in the court records, it's just a copy of the book being like, clearly she's crazy. Have you read this book? Oh, and the kids didn't take all the money, but they took more of it. And the Memorial fund took less and the home for kids for prisoners. The home for the kids of prisoners was never built. There was, in the end, a trilogy of movies loosely based on her in the 30s. So she did get her fucking movie. Maybe that $600 was worth it. There's three movies. The Notorious Sophie Lang, The Return of Sophie Lang, and Sophie Lang Goes West. Oh, like Fievel. Yeah, exactly. I know. I was like, I I assume that you just must have had to do a Goes West at the end of a trilogy at any point in American cinema. That's my theory. And... Her main biographer, Shane Davidson, refers to her as a bad woman in the opening of her book. But, and it, to be clear, it's a decent book. It's a solid biography. And it, at times it gets more nuanced. But it also like trusts cops more than, say, I do. And I don't think it's mm-hmm. fair to judge her that way. I think I prefer the introduction to a somewhat, um, a more recent edition of her autobiography, which uh, I helped push put this book out. Basically, this is how I first heard of oh. her, is that... I uh-huh. used to work with a publisher called Combustion Books, and we put out a book called Queen of the Underworld, which is an edition of her autobiography. And the introduction to that book is by Matthew Whitley. And it, in it, he says about the criminal world she inhabited, and this quote kind of sums up a lot of my thoughts around her. Quote, These were people of an innately different logic, routinely committing the great American sin of letting their wealth idle and waste, oftentimes burning through more than one f- fortune in their flamboyant lives. Unlike the commerce-driven criminals who still make their home in the shadowed palm of the hand of the marketplace, such as the Italian mafia, the Japanese Yakuza, Sophie Lyons and those like her were below and to the left in a social wound. Quote, I don't belong to the working class. I belong to the criminal class. And I, I feel like that idea, right, this idea of just being like the criminal class, not as like, I'm just trying to... I mean, clearly she's trying to accumulate wealth, but she's also fucking blowing it left and right. And so is everyone around yeah. her. And and it, I think that that actually is reflected in a lot of parts of modern criminal culture, this idea of like just yeah. living extravagant lives. I think that's super interesting. Yeah, because like, especially like if you, you know, juxtapose that with like modern, like current sort of hip hop culture, mm-hmm. you know, even if you go back to like, I mean, early hip hop, like, you know, I got a coupe de ville, swoop the wheel. Like, you know, these dudes were living in the projects rapping about their Cadillacs. It's like, you mm-hmm. don't have a Cadillac, man. It's, <laughs> this, it's this desire, you know what I'm saying, to live like those that are wealthy, yeah. you know? And then, and then the idea of like, well, the streets is where you get this wealth. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, there's the part that, you know, for like, again, like almost like, influenced by the mafia like why like track suits and mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and stuff like that like why black people start doing that is like i learned from my new york friends it's like yo it was the italians huh like he right. was like man and fools look so cool <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. he's like you know and he's like adidas track suits you know what i'm saying it's like yo that looks dope like that style so and you just saw them with their jewelry and stuff running around the streets you know what i'm saying they're the most terrifying people in the block you like that's kind of dope like i just yeah. want to live that life versus the guy that's like I'm getting this out the mud and I really don't care if you know my name. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like, I'm honestly trying to feed my daughter and this is the best way to do it. Like these different sort of mentalities of something. Yeah. That like crime is that complicated. You know what I mean? And it's more of a, you know, reflection of what we value as a civilization, as a, as a nation, as a culture and what we consider, you know, inbounds and out of bounds because like you said it's like you know what's so different than carnegie you know what i'm saying like you just like you just you're just calling that okay you feel me what we what we're willing to accept and what we're not willing to accept you know that's not to say that like 
millions of people chose other routes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like I'm from the same hoods. These people isn't like, you know, I didn't go that route. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that being said, you know, that complication of like what draws a person to this world and why they stay, you know, is something that should be part of the commentary also. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that, this is why I was excited to have you on, be able to talk about, yeah. like, because I know that's something that you talk about a lot on your podcast and if people want to yeah. hear more Yeah, about. it's complicated, yeah. man. Like, you know, and I'm like, why are you, somebody, yeah, like, why is, why is this person's desire to accumulate wealth any different than Elon Musk's desire to accumulate wealth? Yeah. We, who, you, what, you, what is he wrong for wanting to be wealthy and using what he's got or what she's got at her disposal to attain that? Yeah. What, what, what are you, what are you <laughs> judging here? Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it worked. And it's like at the same time, you know, she could tell that she wanted her kids to not have to do that work, right? You know? Exactly. Like, and, that's, and that's, isn't that, again, like, like you said, isn't that why all of us work? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Isn't that why all of us try to succeed so that our kids don't got to go through what we went through? Like, yeah. uh, unless you don't have kids, you know what I'm saying? Or never, but there's, I, there's no way to work. You know? Exactly. Like you like, I'm trying to get my mom out the hood. I'm yeah. trying to get my grandma out this. Like, I don't want, you know, you don't want, if you live that kind of, that kind of harsh, that kind of struggle or just some sort of insecurity, like, why is that not the goal? You know, like I've thought about that with my own child where I'm like, she ain't got no grit. She don't know how to, you know, ride the bus. <laughs> and I'm like, fool, that's why you work. Yeah, yeah. I work so that she don't have to. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Thanks That's for having a, me, Margaret. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were here for my, I started off because I had only read the autobiography where it's just like, yeah. this just rules. I just had fun. And then I like read the real one. And it's <laughs> like, I kicked my daughter out of the house with a gun. I, you know, lost my yeah. mind three times. I, you know, and yeah. it, it, but it, I like that nuanced picture better anyway. Right. Because me the, too. the goal isn't to be like, isn't it great? Everyone go out and do crime as much as like, Nah. I don't know. Fucking understand it, you know? Yo, such is life. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Totally. Yeah. Well, I hear you make coffee. And I do. I'm gonna be where where is your coffee available for sale? I'm it's I'm actually curious. This is not just a it is clearly. Yeah, a, no, so a it's on the thing, website. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely on the website, terraformcoldbrew.com. Mm-hmm. Um in Los Angeles, it's at uh coffee shop called her rum coffee in um in lamert park in the crenshaw district it's at a restaurant called um the nest tambien that's in a city called bellflower it's at a third spot in wilmington uh called vintage coffee uh and right now those are my only clients i'm like fighting to get into more places but you know i'm at that like scale or die situation so yeah. if you guys had like thirty five thousand dollars sitting around somewhere that you'd be willing to give me on a hope for return on investment. That'd be dope. Oh yeah. Anyone listening? It's, 35 this grand. isn't like the Hungarian uh, movie thing. This is actual. No, seriously. Yeah. I'm making coffee and I need yeah. to scale because yeah. I got some clients that are interested. Yeah. Sophie, anyway, do you have anything you want to plug? Let's see. What do I want to plug? My dear friend, Jamie Loftus, her hot dog book is going to be available for pre-order. The whole book oh, of hot dogs, like you can eat the pages. She's the most interesting. You can person. lick. You can lick the pages. You can't eat them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud and excited. She's uh, an interesting for this. She's person. been working on this for a while. Um, yeah, go to her socials to to see what's up. She's Jamie Christ Superstar on Instagram and at Jamie Loftus Help on Twitter. But yeah, I just want to plug that. All right, and you have a book. And Prop has a book. Why does everybody have a book? God, you guys are such overachievers. Sophie, you, know you have a book, but you had changed your name after, once you're a vampire for long oh, enough, you have to yeah, change yeah, your yeah, name, yeah, otherwise yeah. people catch on. Yeah, it was, it was called Twilight. Oh no, it was called Why Crime Doesn't Pay. You're the Sophie oh, that no, we've no, 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 it's called Twilight. That's my other book, Twilight. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Um, <laughs> I have a book called- Margaret, yeah, you, you have a book. Well, we won't be here tomorrow. And Woo-hoo. it is available wherever books are sold. I mean, presumably. I don't know. There's probably someone like hanging out who's selling some books who doesn't have a copy of it yet. In which case you should tell Word. them. Or you could go to a library and they might have it. And if not, you could be like, hey, you should get this book. And then they'll be like, yeah, Dude, okay. it's pretty dope finding your book in a library, right? Right? 
Yeah. That's, yeah. I found my book in the library. I was Hell like, yeah. oh my God, I'm in the library. Yeah. What's your book, Prop? My book is also called Terraform, uh, Building a Livable World, Collection of Poetry and Short Story. Yeah, it's a fun book, man. I think it's fun to read. It's got some illustrations. I think it's dope. Hell yeah. We will see you all next week when we talk about something else. It might still be crime. I'm not sure. <laughs> Bye. Cool. Bye. Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.